0: All right, we are starting a new series called God Was Here, and uh, again, talking about the voice of God, hearing God, and having holy moments. How many like it when you have a special moment with God? You know what I'm talking about? That special, you just feel his presence so strong, you can't shake it. It's just way, it's so special to you. You have just like really what I call a holy moment. And I can tell you this, I remember the very first time I experienced what I would just call like an overwhelming presence of God, and I actually heard like the inaudible whisper of God speaking to me. I was just a fifth grader, and uh, we were going to a senior center to do a little singing. And uh, incidentally, it was in Apple Valley. And uh, we were going to this senior center, and uh, it was the night before, and I kind of was feeling that I wanted to do something special for all the grandmas and grandpas that were there that we were singing to. And so I went to the store with my mom and dad, went to Ben Franklin. How many remember Ben Franklin? Well, it's dating me right there. But went to Ben Franklin, bought some little gifts, wrapped them up with my mom and dad that night, and then I brought them to school the next day and I told the teacher, I said, I just want to do this anonymous. I don't want anybody to know that I did these little presents, wrapped them up. We're going to give them to the seniors, okay? So we do that. We sing and we're having this moment with them and giving the gifts out at the end of the singing. And this grandma says to me, I wish I would have known who gave these gifts. And she said, I just want to give them a hug. She goes, let me give you a hug and you can represent the boy that did this or the girl that did this. And so I'm getting a hug and then how many know I'm crying, right? You know, like, oh. So I have to leave the room, because after all, it's not cool to cry, right? <laughs> so I leave the room, and I'm in the other room, and in that other room, just standing there where we sort our coats, I just had a holy moment. Just the presence of God just floods over me, and God says, I always want you to do this. I want you to remember the forgotten. I want you to remember those that are left out. Always have a kind and compassionate heart. Keep doing this the rest of your life. Man, in that moment, I just just feel God's presence. Now I'm really crying, and I'm just like having a moment, and I'm just so in love with God, and I just feel God's presence there in such a strong way. I'm wiping away the tears. I'm trying to go back to my class, and I go back in. Teacher's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And it was just a holy moment. Just a moment to hear the voice of God. And ever since then I've I've listened for the voice of God. I've listened to that inaudible whisper. I've looked for those moments, those breakthroughs, and I relish those. And I just look forward to them. I remember being in a tent in in Florida and, and feeling the the just call of God saying, You're going to go into pastoral ministry. I didn't fully understand it. I was a 15-year-old kid, but again, tears just flooding down my face. I can remember in a loading dock uh, at a school near here where a miraculous moment took place and God showed up in a way that I'll never forget that I'll talk about in this series where God changed our family's life forever. You know what I'm talking about? Those moments where God just shows up, you either hear his voice or you feel his presence like you've never felt it before. It's an amazing thing and I love hearing the voice of God. Now some of you are like... Our pastor hears voices. No, I, I didn't say I hear voices, all right? The guy on the news, he hears voices, all right? Your pastor hears the voice of God, and you can too. I hope you hear the voice of God. I hope you hear his whisper. I hope you have these holy moments, because I believe that they're for all of us. And I believe we've got to be tuned in to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And I, and I, I hope you've had these. I hope you've had these moments where maybe you're at work. And all of a sudden, God just breaks in. You were not expecting it. And all of a sudden, you're in tears. Because God says something to you unexpected. It's not even long. It's just short. And he says, I'll be with you. And you just know it's God. And there's an overwhelming presence of the Holy Spirit. And you're just, you can't shake it. And you go back to work. And people are like, are you okay? You're like, I'm good. I'm good. You look different. I'm okay. You know? Maybe you felt it where you're in church. And all of a sudden, God says, this is what I want you to do. And you can't shake it because you finally have direction. You've heard the voice of God. You've had a moment. Maybe something miraculous happened and you've, you just think that's an amazing, amazing moment what God did. That's what I want to talk about in this series. I want to talk about when God breaks in and we hear the voice of God. When we hear that inaudible whisper, I want to talk about when we have those holy moments with God, and all of a sudden, our life is never the same, because something really different happened. It was a special, special moment. Now I know they can happen anywhere, and I want to make it very clear they can happen anywhere. They can happen in the mall, they can happen at home, they can happen at church. Uh, C.S. Lewis, he actually said this. He said, you're probably more likely to have these moments not in church. Not because God's not here, but usually you have to be way more vulnerable for God to break in. See, they could happen anywhere. Some of you are like, I had one in prison. I had one, you know. You could have a holy moment and just a special moment where God breaks in, but here, it can happen anywhere. So I don't want us to think like holy moments only happen in church or only at this section of the altar area right here. How many know they happen everywhere, right? We don't want to start a theology of like, you know, worshiping at the shrine of the grilled cheese. How many know what I'm talking about with that, all right? All right. So in this series, I want us to... Learn how to be ready. Learn how to be ready to hear the voice of God. I want us to learn how to listen better, how to pay attention to what God's doing. And I want us to learn how to be fully present in whatever God is doing in the moment. Okay? So there's two stories that I want to look at today. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn me to Genesis 28 and Exodus 3. So you can put a marker in one and turn to Genesis 28. I picked these two because these just jumped out at me as moments where God broke in. Now, I could have chosen just tons of different stories and different moments. And the book of Acts is full of the supernatural things. And we're going to look at that in the rest of this series. But I wanted to start with these two because uh, there were a couple points that I wanted to make with what happened to Jacob and also with what happened to Moses as we get this started. So in Genesis 28, let me read this passage for you. In verse 10, I'm going to start there. It says Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. Now I want to just stop for a second. That was a common custom. They would use a stone. They would just take a stone, take their headpiece off and lay it on the stone and that would become their pillow. So it's very common for them to sleep out in the stars and just in the open air and use a, as a rock as a, as a pillow. And it says he had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go and I will bring you back to this land." I will not leave you until I have done what I promised you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on the top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey, I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household. Then the Lord will be my God and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. So here's what happens in this moment. He is, let me set the stage for you. He is running from his family. Here's what he's done. He's actually cheated his brother out of the birthright blessing. He cheated his brother out of a special blessing that a father would prey on his oldest son. And so he cheated his brother out of this blessing, Esau. And then in the midst of this, he also lies to his dad and deceives his dad so that he can get the blessing and not his brother. So in the midst of this, he's, he's living, he's a cheat, he's kind of a, a trickster, he, he kind of pulls the wool over his dad's eyes, and, and his dad realizes, oh no, I blessed the wrong son because he's really old and he couldn't see well, and he realizes, oh no, I blessed the wrong son, but I've already blessed him and he's got it. So in the midst of this, his dad's getting old and he's getting ready to die, you can just kind of see it coming, and his mother realizes, if you don't leave when your dad dies, your brother's going to kill you. How many are thankful for parents that protect you from your brothers and sisters? How many are I talking about? And he's realizing, Mom is right. Dad's going to pass away, and my brother's going to probably take revenge on me when Dad dies. So i got to get out of here. So he's running from his family. He's running from where he lives. He's cheated his brother. He's cheated his dad. And his mom's conspiring against the other family members to get him out of town. Okay, so this is what's going on and he's leaving from there and and as as he's going there, he has a God moment and God breaks in on him and I want to point this out. In this moment where God breaks in on him, he says, I was with your grandfather and I was with your dad and I'm with you now. I believe God has a special moment for all of us. You can't get by on what God spoke to your mom or dad or to your grandfather or your great-great-grandfather if that's how far back it goes. You've got to have your own moment with God. You've got to have your own moment where God breaks in and says, I've got something for you. I've got something right now for your life. I'm breaking in on what you've got. And I'm going to be the same for you as I was for them. It's a dangerous spot if you don't have your own moment. Say, God, I want a fresh moment with you. I need a fresh touch from you. So he has this moment with God, and when he gets done, he takes the the stone and he makes a little monument. And it was okay for them to make monuments. They were forbidden to make idols, but it was okay for them to pile up stones and say, this is where something special took place. This is where it took place, right here. But I want to let you know in this series, again, Don't think that we're saying that you got to go to the special spot, okay? I want to be very clear about that. They happen anywhere where God breaks in. It's like we interrupt this broadcast, and he breaks in wherever he wants, okay? So let's not make a place holy, okay? Because that's what a lot of people like to do. Matter of fact, legend says about that rock, here's what they say. They say that somebody found the actual rock that Jacob did in that spot, brought it to Spain, then brought it to Ireland, then brought it to Scotland, then brought it to England, and now that stone is the actual stone that is under the spot where the king's coronation takes place in England. How many think that that's taken it a little too far, right? Okay, so we're not going there, but I want to let you know that something happened, so he marked the spot. And it's okay to say something really happened, but don't forget, it's not that spot. It's like there's special anointing right there. God's presence is everywhere. Are we clear on that? We're clear? Everybody's good with that? All right. So, but he has a special moment with God, and he says, you know what? God was here, and I love the line that he says, and this is why I picked this story from the Bible. It says, when Jacob awoke from his sleep, in verse 16, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. I wasn't aware. I wasn't ready. One translation says, if I had known God was here, I wouldn't have fallen asleep. If I'd have known that God was about to do something spectacular, I wouldn't have fallen asleep. I, I would have been paying attention. And have you ever had that happen in your own life? You know, you go on vacation. You're having a great time on vacation. You come back from vacation. People say, church was the best it's ever been. And you're like, well, we went to Disney. It was way better than Disney. You missed it. And you're like, oh, great. you know. Or worse yet, you slept in. And you could have been there. And they're like, it was the greatest, God's presence was there, it was miraculous. And you're like, I missed it. And the point I want to say is, don't miss what God wants to do by being asleep. Don't miss what God, be spiritually awake to the spiritual realm of God whispering to you. you. Be spiritually awake to God wanting to break in at any moment. Be spiritually aware to what's going on all around you. Because God is actively involved in our lives and so many of us are asleep. So many of us are spiritually asleep. We're so dead to the things of God that he's got to wake us up. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But a couple things I just want to say about this that ought to give you hope. I mean, Jacob was in a bad place and yet God still broke in on him. And you don't have to be living, you know, like you're saying, well, I'm trying to be perfect. I'm trying to do this. Sometimes when you're vulnerable, God breaks in. And that's why I think C.S. Lewis said you're more likely to find him in a tragedy than worshiping in the church. Because sometimes in your tragedy, how many know you're really vulnerable? You speak to me. You're just broken. And I think that that Jacob was physically broken, he was socially broken, he's separated from his family, he's just a wandering guy by himself. I think materially he's broken, and some of you are broke financially. Maybe God's ready to break in on you. You need to be awake to what God's going to say. And I think the key about this is sometimes you're vulnerable, and God speaks to you, but I'd rather just be open than vulnerable. How many know what I'm talking about? I'd rather just live a life open, ready for God to interrupt at any moment, to give me a whisper, to give me a, a, a moment... Rather than have to get really vulnerable and have a crash and a tragedy and then have God break in, let's live open lives. So, but let's not f- sleep through it. And so, let me look at the second one: Moses, chapter uh, three of Exodus. Exodus chapter three, looking at the life of Moses. Because here's an interesting thing: here's a guy who thought his best days were behind him. Here's a day who thought. Here's a guy who thought, surely God has nothing for me. I'm done. I'm done. And God breaks in and gives him a special moment in Exodus chapter 3. In verses 1 through 4, I'll read those and then I'll skip down to verse 10. It says, One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he went deep into the wilderness near Sinai, the mountain of God. Suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared to him as a blazing fire in a bush. Moses was amazed because the bush was engulfed in flames, but it didn't burn up. Amazing, Moses said to himself, why isn't that bush burning up? I must go over and see this. When the Lord saw that he had caught Moses' attention, God called to him from the bush, Moses, Moses. Now let me skip down to verse 10 because God gives him some instructions there. And then he says in verse 10, now go for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You will lead my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. So let me explain to you. Moses is thinking, I'm done for it. God has nothing for me. Maybe you've been there. God, where are you? I'm done. I, I did some stuff and I'm, I'm disqualified. I'm, I'm doing nothing. And you're thinking, I used to be here and now I'm here. And Moses is probably thinking, I used to be in Pharaoh's palace and then I killed that guy. Now I'm a fugitive. Now I'm watching sheep and goats. That's a demotion. And so he's like, you know, where's God in this? Where's God? Where are you? And all of a sudden, the Bible says that a bush was burning, and it was the presence of God trying to get Moses' attention. Now, I just got to tell you, I thought about this for a while, because when I'm getting ready to preach, I'll try to kind of get into the text and kind of get into there and kind of try to get into the story and try to understand what was going on. And this is what I came to. Like, I asked myself this question. How long did the bush have to burn before it caught Moses' attention? Okay? Because let's face it. He's a guy, right? Okay, so he's a guy. So he's not multitasking. He's like, watch the sheep, watch the sheep. I think that's burning. Watch the sheep, watch the sheep, watch the sheep. Watch the goats. Don't let coyote. I think that's still burning. Okay, you know, I kind of, it came to the conclusion it had to be at least 30 minutes. Probably two hours, okay? Probably two hours. Because he's a guy. He's not multitasking, all right? Some of you are like, crazy pastor. All right, but... So the thing's burning, and it catches his attention, and he realizes there's something different going on here. I think God, many times in our life, is saying, have I caught your attention? Have I caught your attention? You're so focused on right here, right here, right here. There's a whole different plan that I've got for you. There's all sorts of things going on. I want to speak to you. I want to break in on you. Have I caught your attention yet? And we're so tunnel vision with this, this, this. And I love that Moses finally, it caught his attention. And then he goes and walks over there. And then God says, Moses, take off your sandals. You're standing on holy ground. And how many know that he probably didn't just casually take them off. He probably fell on his face and threw those sandals off. And then all of a sudden he has this holy moment with God. And I'm just saying, I believe God wants to get our attention. And if we'll tune in And we'll learn to hear the Holy Spirit better. We'll learn to listen to the whispers of God. I believe he's ready to speak to us. So what does God have to do to get your attention? What has to be on fire? Spiritually speaking, what has to happen around you before you tune in and God can say, when I saw that I had your attention, then I spoke to you. I'm looking at this saying, God, speak to me. Don't let me be so distracted. Speak to me. Break in. And, and I get encouraged that a guy that thought his best days were behind him really realized that the best days were ahead of him. And he's about to go on an amazing journey with God. Man, I want God to speak to us. I want God to break in. I want to have holy moments with God. I want to hear the whisper of God in my spirit. And so, when I look at these two stories and we start this series out, let me just say this. First of all, I believe this holy moments are for everyone, they're for all of us, they're not just for people that are called to be pastors. And I'm gonna share my stories because I'm the one preaching and that's what I know and I'll share my stories and I'll share other stories. But let me just tell you this, before I had the holy moment with God where he called me into pastoral ministry when I was in that tent in Merritt Island, Florida, before I had that holy moment with God, I, I was just minding my own business, going on a global team, if you will, going to serve him faithfully and all of a sudden God broke in and he said, you're gonna do this. But they're for everyone. And just so you know, when God speaks to me today and whispers to me today, you know what he calls me? He just calls me Rob. He doesn't call me Pastor Rob, okay? I'm just follower of Jesus. Rob, that's all I am. God wants to break in on everyone, and the Holy Spirit will whisper to all of us. I believe that. Another thing that I look at this here, I see holy moments are sometimes God just declaring, I'm God I'm God, and he breaks in on you and does the miraculous when you're least expecting it. And he just says, I'm God, and I'll do what I want, and I'm breaking in on this. You're just minding your own business. You're thinking, I'm going to do this. And all of a sudden, God goes, go to Swaziland. You're like, wait, 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 I, I had plans, I had other things. And he goes, Swaziland. And the presence of God breaks in on you so strong and he just says, I'm God and I'm gonna direct you and I'm gonna move you and I'm gonna break in and that's my privilege because I'm God and I'm breaking in. I'm gonna speak to you when I want to. I love that about God and I'm saying, God, speak to us. Break in and show us that you're God. The last thing I would say from this, looking at these stories, sometimes when God breaks in us in on us and gives us these holy moments it's because he's just about to use us you're going along living normal life just being faithful and all of a sudden god breaks in and says this is what i want you to do and he said i'm just about ready to use you and your whole world's gonna change and he's saying get ready for the journey i'm gonna take you on and that shouldn't cause you fear today that should cause you joy That should cause you some excitement to say, God, break in on me. Give me a whisper of the Holy Spirit of something new that I should do, something that I should give up, something that I should go for, something that I should, God, break in on me. Give me those holy moments. I am looking for the whisper of God. I'm looking for the moment of God. I'm looking for the miraculous. I'm looking for the touch. I'm looking for it, God. Speak to me and use me because I am willing to say yes. Are you willing to say yes? Are you willing to say, yes, yes, yes. God, I want this. Speak to me. Use me. Let me read this verse again one more time. It says When the Lord saw that he had caught Moses' attention, then he called to him from the bush. When the Lord saw that he had your attention, then he speaks to you. Does he have your attention? Does he have your attention? What does he need to do to get your attention? Let's focus in it and be open and ready and saying, God, speak to us, use us, show us that you're God, break in, our best days are ahead of us, Lord. We are ready to serve you. So God, I pray for that for our church. I pray that as we look at this series and we look at God was here. We see that there are moments in the word of God. There are moments in lives of people that we know where you broke in and there were holy moments. The miraculous happened. The voice of God was heard. Direction was given. Lives were changed because you broke in by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm praying for that, Lord. I pray that we'd hear your voice. We'd hear what you're saying to the church. We'd hear what you're saying to us individually and we'd be ready to be used by you. So God, we look forward to these moments where you whisper, where you speak to us, where you break in. Until then, we want to be faithful. We want to be open. We want to be doing the faithfulness that you've called us to do so that then when you break into those moments, we're ready to say yes, Lord. We're ready to say yes, Lord. So God, I pray you'd speak to all of us. Give us these moments. Give us the whisper and help us to hear the voice of God better your name we pray. Amen and amen. Can we stand all across this place?